Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Welcome in on that hotline, though, right now. Jeff Hathorne, he was in the room uh, for Mike Tomlin today, as he is all the time at every availability. Uh, Jeff, good evening. How are you? Hey, Colin. And I stayed in the room. There were no answers that I got that made me get up and leave. I stayed there the whole time. The whole time. Didn't storm out. None of it. Nope. Nope. So it is what it is. Um, What kind of footing? Because this has been hotly debated on social media. I I think it's sort of unsteady. Some people are coming at me real hard and say, no, it's firm. What kind of footing is Kenny Pickett on going into next year? Well, I I believe, Tom, and that they go into the season with him as the starting quarterback. But I also believe that whomever the new offensive coordinator is, and it's going to be somebody from the outside, is going to have his thoughts. And if, um, you know, if things look differently, if they bring in someone that really competes hard against him, um, I, I think that player would have an opportunity depending on how it starts. But I do believe that regardless – Barring injury, I think Kenny will start game one because I think another thing we found out is what's preseason. I mean, we went out of the preseason this year where a lot of us did thinking that this was going to be a dynamic offense. And uh, it wasn't but 60 minutes into the regular season where we realized uh, it wasn't. Is Mason Rudolph, are there menses, menses, fences that would need to be mended for him to even consider coming back here as a free agent? I don't know if promises is the word, but I think he would wait to see, you know, okay, who's the, who is the coordinator going to be? He would want to talk with that coordinator to see what kind of opportunity he would get. And I, I think he needs to know that he would go into it while Kenny might be the starter, that he would have a legit chance to battle him for that. It's a really unique situation because if I'm the Steelers, and I really want Pickett to succeed, and I think they do, but if I don't want him to have to worry about stuff, I mean, bringing Mason back is like the last thing from at least a public standpoint because the minute he throws his first incompletion, the stadium's going to be chanting for Mason. So it's a tough call from a Steelers standpoint, 
even though when you saw what he did in the last three games, you'd be crazy not to talk to him about coming back. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia. Peters Township, visit them at southhillskia.net. Jeff Hathorne joining right now. Mike Tomlin came out pretty early in this uh, in this whole situation and said it will not be someone from in-house who will be the offensive coordinator. Is that because someone told Mike Tomlin that that's the case, or do you think Mike Tomlin arrived at that decision, or maybe a collective? I think it's a collective. I, I what I really got, and and maybe it's just a tremendous acting job, but being in the room, looking at his face, um, just the way I've seen him handle all kinds of situations over his whole career, like he actually seemed like a guy that's been like knocked back, like. I that realizing that he's got some things he's got to figure out and he, not that he's lost his confidence, but I think he's realized he needs to grow, especially offensively. Like he, he needs to bring in some new ideas. I'm sure some of that's been enforced to him from people above him, maybe even from friends of his. Um, but I, I, I really believe that he's been kind of, this one has really hit him of like, okay, maybe I do need some other ideas. I, I can't just rely on people that I know or hiring internally. Like I, I need some help with NFL offenses in 2023. You know what? I said this to open the show tonight, just after you did the Jeff Capel show. I said, I don't necessarily think it was a come to Jesus moment, but I think for the first time, Mike Tomlin understands where his approval rating is in this city and it's as low as it's ever been. Yeah, and and I don't think he's necessarily driven, but I, by that, but I agree with what you're saying. I, I think we're saying the same thing, and you know, he knows. I mean, he's aware. He, he knows what's being said. He knows um, not not that he lives and dies by it, but he knows w- what's going on. Plus, I mean, he realizes. I mean, the last couple of years they've been what 28th and 25th in in points scored on the offensive side. I mean, it's been bad, and. You know, he's had a bad coordinator, or at least one that didn't fit here, and he needs somebody that's better than, all due respect to Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, he needs somebody better than that. And there's some good candidates out there. Uh, if he's, if they're able to convince them to come, because these candidates are going to get options with teams that have, you know, better quarterback situations, better offensive situations. Um, but I think there are some guys out there that really could bring some new life to this offense. He tried to play it off like Najee Harris's words didn't surprise him, and it's a rolling referendum every year on culture. But I took it as Najee Harris's words actually did surprise him. Where did you take that? How did you take that? I don't – maybe it surprised him a bit, but I think it's another revelation that, okay, maybe this way that I used to allow the veterans to be themselves and police themselves and handle this, I can't do that as much anymore. It's a different group now. And maybe in 17 years, it's a different kind of rookie and first and second year player. It's a different generation. And I don't have the guys in the room with the gravitas to show them their rings and say, this is how we do it here. Because there isn't anybody in the room that, does, that has that. And, you know, Allen Robinson can talk all he wants, and I think he's a good leader. But you think George Pickens looks at him like, who the hell is this guy? Or, you know, and even Hayward hasn't – he's won a couple of playoff games, which is better than anybody else, but he hasn't, he hasn't done all of it. And I think that's what the guys before had. I mean, Roethlisberger is whatever you, any of us want to say about him. 
the guy won. So if he were to say something, these guys know that he won a couple of Super Bowls. Like, he's been there. He's done that. Uh, and I think that carries more weight, and they don't have that in the room. And I think Tomlin realized that maybe I need to be a little firmer uh, than I have been in the past. I think there were two Tomlinisms in there when they talked George Pickens. I think he said his arrow's pointing up, but there's a lot of meat left on that bone, if I'm not mistaken. So where we all know where he is as a player. Where is he and where do they think he is most importantly, I think, on the maturation scale? Is it headed in the right direction? The last four, I thought the last four weeks was an example of what he can be. And not just on the field, but off it. I mean, when he wasn't targeted in that last game, he took it like a champ. He was out there blocking. Even in the playoff game, uh, even though he did complain about the officials after the game, uh, I thought he handled that. I mean, you didn't see him freaking out on the sidelines, making it about him. It was about the team. Uh, Whatever the conversation was with Tomlin after the Indy game, with his teammates after the Indy game, with his buddies or whatever it was, he does seem like a better guy. The issue is now it's kind of like, you know, you have this kid in, in school, in high school, and you think you've got him figured out, then he goes away for three months and is around his friends, and you got to teach him all over again. That's what you worry about, George. Like, now is he going to hang around a whole bunch of guys that are going to tell him he can do nothing wrong? So when he comes to camp, it's going to be something you're going to have to relearn with him? Hopefully not. Uh, but you can't, can't argue that the guy – did show a lot more maturity in the last four games of the season. Now, D'Amico Ryans has done this with his offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. Is Mike Tomlin, at least by all accounts, is he ready to get somebody who's young, who's an up-and-comer, and hand him essentially the keys to half of that building and say, you run that, I'll run this, and we'll figure it out together? You're in that building every single day, Jeff. Can he yield and cede power to essentially 50% of his operation? I think he can. I, and I think to an extent he did with Haley. I think to an ex- extent he did with Arians for a while. Um, you know, he's a defensive guy. If any coordinator has to worry about Mike Tomlin coming in the room a lot, it's, it's Terrell Austin or whoever the defensive coordinator is if it's not Terrell this, you know, after this season. Uh, I, I do think he would allow them, especially now. Again, I, I do believe in this, him being humbled. But he's got to trust whoever that is. And, you know, there, there are some really good – I mean, Kellen Moore is a really nice candidate, guy who did some crazy stuff. The guy I really like is Daryl Bevel. I mean, it would be a step up because he's the QB coach and pass game coordinator with Miami. I mean, he's worked with – I mean, the Miami offense, look at that. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Stafford and Russell Wilson, Brett Favre back in the day. He's got a ton of – a play calling experience. He he fits everything that Tomlin mentioned. Like he's a guy to me uh, that could just step right in. And plus, there's like 27 Wisconsin players there that would you know probably gravitate to Daryl Bevel anyhow, even though they're mostly defensive players. See, I love Clint Kubiak, but one guy I think that's not being mentioned enough, and it all depends on how this ends this season uh, for Baltimore. It, they could pry T. Martin away if it doesn't end well in Baltimore this year. T. Martin's interesting. Randall L. is another guy you, you see a lot about that he's really a, a meteor in coaching ranks. The, the players really gravitate to him. The only thing with, you know, with that is he doesn't have the play calling experience. I, I think they need someone at this point 
that has play calling experience. And what you would love to combine it with is to do like what Miami did. They brought in an offense coordinator and they brought in Bevel as a QB pass game guy. Like that's what I think needs to happen with the Steelers. They need some more bodies on that coaching staff. So bring in an, an offensive coordinator and then find one of these young guys to, to be hopefully someone that's worked a lot with quarterbacks and you bring them in as a QB pass game guy. So you almost get two coordinators for one and you help boost that offensive staff, which obviously needs some help. Did you read it the same way I did? He went out of his way and could have named anybody, any of the 50, 100 guys really that are around, and he felt the need to name Fryermuth today so that it may bode well for his contract moving forward? Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Um, and he's going into the final year of his contract, and we talked to him the other day, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, we, have, we haven't had those conversations yet, which is probably true. Um, but yeah, I, I think that did, uh, that did bode well for him. And I, I you know, he's not a, a huge rah-rah. He's more of an example guy. This, you know, the thing with Pat that you, you always hold your breath with is, you know, being able to stay on the field for 17 games. But I do think there is, there is interest. And yeah, I agree with you. He, he could have named a lot of other people and, you know, he picked up Friar move. We talk all the time about the sexy positions, right? And we talk about the receiver. We talk about the quarterback. We even talk about the guys on the edge on defense. Are I'm entrenched and still at the place where I think they have to draft the center no matter what. Where are you right now? Yeah, center is definitely a position that I'm I, – I think tackle is an option – um, and I'm, I'm talking about throughout the draft, but mm-hmm. center is something where I'm, I'm looking first couple of rounds. Uh, yes, I, I, I like Mason Cole, the person, but his contract's going to be up after next season. If even if he were to stay around and if you wanted to, you know, slow, so, let, do what you did with Porter or Benton or any of those guys and kind of slowly or, or Broderick Jones and slowly work them in while you still have an experienced guy. Yeah. I think center would be would be high on that list. I mean, they passed famously now. I mean, we look back at the list of some of the guys they passed on and how well they're doing with their teams. Yeah, center would be center is on a list of a few players or a few positions where they need help in the draft. I'll ask you the same question I asked Mike DeFabo when I talked to him a little bit earlier. Uh, all the things that are going on and everything that's happened end of season, Mike Tomlin walking out of the press conference, are we missing the fact? Because there's just not enough. There's so much news out there. That Joey Porter Jr. may have been put in a concussion protocol by a terribly dirty hit? Yeah, and I I agree with – I think if it's a little different scenario and there's not as many coaching questions, I, I I hate that. I mean, you see that, though, in today's game where offensive linemen go in late and try to push the pile, and it's a legal thing. I don't think that the Bills linemen tried to – to injure Joey, but it is something where if, if someone's in that position, why is another player allowed to push them forward? And I think that you could stop that by outlawing the tush push and just make it so you can't push other guys forward. And that, that could get rid of what we saw in that play. It's unfortunate, man, because Again, I don't think the Bills player was trying anything dirty, and you see that a lot in, in today's game where, where guys just come up and try to push people forward. And I, I think if you make that a, a penalty, then maybe you take any of that those possibilities 
out of play. Last thing, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, with this question. You've been to probably just about every press conference that Mike Tomlin has ever had, or at least every one you've been available for, which is 95% of them. When people say he was different today in that room, was he different to you? He was different to me. Um, in the things that we discussed, I, I, I think he's been humbled uh, by this year and maybe the totality of the not having the playoff wins in the last seven years. Uh, and I think he's realized that he hasn't had it all figured out. Um, doesn't mean he's lost confidence or he doesn't think he can do it. Um, but I do think he was humbled. And I think today was another example, especially if you're a national guy and you just watch it and you think, my goodness, this was what a performance. Um, what Listen to what this guy is saying. Like, I get why those national guys get enamored with Tomlin because of press conferences like that. But I do think this was different. Like, there are times where, you know, he's just he's just telling us what we want to hear or you know that, let's be honest, that he's lying. I think today there, were, there was a time or two where he – you could see the emotion in him and he kind of slowed his speech or he paused for a second like uh, – I. I think this has been a uh, an eye-opening experience, and man, he's also got to know he's got to get. I, I, there hasn't been another coaching hire he's made in his 17 years that are more important than this offensive coordinator hire. Great stuff, Jeff Hathorn. As always, I appreciate it. We will talk soon. Get some sleep and back at it in the snow tomorrow, Jeff. Thanks, Colin. All righty. There he is, Jeff Hathorne, all over everything. Uh, we'll dive back into Tomlin, that's for sure. I'm going to give you a tutorial on what to do when you wake up and there's a bunch of snow as well. We'll get into that. Your call's on the Steelers next. Join Doug Whaley at 93.7 The Fan, all of Familia, Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge, as we host a great night of cigars, fun football talk, too. Uh, it's Monday, January 29th, 6 to 8 p.m. You get dinner, cigar, drink, and your specially priced ticket, just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. Only 25 tickets are available for a very exclusive event. Call the restaurant and join Doug and 93.7 The Fan, Ala Familia, Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge, 412 488 Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 40. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Top of the hour, I have a tutorial for you that you must hear. Right now, something else you must hear. Snoop was on with Rich Eisen. Snoop, noted Steeler fan. Although his fandom floats, but he has stayed true to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sometimes you might catch him as a Raiders fan. Every once in a while, he'll like the Cowboys. But he does. He has stayed true. I'll give him credit to, for this. He has stayed true through all of that, even, even dabbling in other fandoms. He has stayed true to the Steelers. Snoop Eisen. been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan since 1975, Rich. And I've only seen three coaches. Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher. And now Mike Tomlin. So with that being said, our organization ain't like others. We don't do all that flip-flopping. And we've had terrible seasons up under Chuck Noll and up under Bill Cowher. This man has not had one terrible season. It's just a matter of the staff, if you ask me. It's not him, it's the staff. Well, he he's the one who chooses the staff. So though. maybe it should be a general manager or somebody that steps in and does some assisting and say, well, we're going to pick the D coordinator and the O coordinator, and you oversee it all, coach, because we ain't been to the the thing in a long time. Like, we just keep sliding in or backing in, and and it's cool, but I want it all. We used to win around here, so I feel like it should be some sort of adjustment with the staff because the teams that are winning, it's the staff. And then the style of offense, like our offense has to be 2025, not 1984. Defense, I'm not unhappy with at all. I love the way our defense fly around. When you think about the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Lions. The, the Lions. Like, use your players and move them around. We got too many good players not to move them around. Some coaches just coach to call plays. A great coach is going to coach to outdo what's on the other side. There, you know what? Snoop kind of hit it. Hey, there are sometimes Snoop just has... An off-the-cuff take where you go, ah, I don't know, Snoop. That's all emotion and not a whole lot of substance. There was a lot of substance in there for the D.O. double. I I mean, a lot. I kind of liked what he had to say right there. Let's build a conversation off of that at 412-928-9370. Is this the first time where you really look at a situation and say, Mike Tomlin is really dependent on his assistance in more in, in a bigger way than he's ever been. And speaking of that, here's Tomlin saying how an extension can help the offensive coordinator search. That's a component of it. Feeling less questions from you guys regarding those things is a component of it. But that's probably the only level of importance for me, to be quite honest with you. Security is cool, but it's not a top priority for me. I've seen a lot. I'm not job scared, but it does provide less questions and things of that nature, certainly. Yes, it also allows an offensive coordinator to come here, and all the reports are that Mike Tomlin's going to get that uh, extension sooner rather than later, reported by Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. What do you – I'll ask you this. Let's play this game. I'm Art Rooney the second, and I reach out to you. And I, you know how you get those robocalls from politicians, right? No matter what side of the aisle you're on, you get them and you say, there's a town hall, or I'd love your feedback on what's going on in your community. Tell me how we can work to make things better. Well, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you're pretty much a Steeler fan around here, right? 
That's the way that it works. Let's say you get one of those robocalls, and it's Art the Two. And Art the Two calls you up and says, we got to talk. We must talk because, man, my coach's approval rating, pretty low, probably as low as it's been. So let's talk about this. I'm going to ask you as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, what exactly you want in an offensive coordinator. You can give me a name or you can't. That's fine. More so, I need to know structurally. I need to know in a roundabout way. I need to know what the characteristics of an offensive coordinator are that you need me to bring in here and hire. Because I can't let Mike hire that guy. See, Tomlin said this. Would you prefer that this person have prior NFL coordinating experience with your last two hires? Yes. See, people are taking that as that's a must. Joe Rudder asked, would you prefer? Yeah, I'd prefer it too, but it's not a must. So if I were asking myself that question, or if I picked up the phone and it was Art the Second on the horn telling me, well, we want your feedback. You know what I'd say? Somebody that's not afraid to push the football down the field, even with this personnel, to give it a nice big rip. Someone that was... Someone that was there and had the wherewithal to take chances. Someone that was going to get with the times. That seems really elementary and really simple, but isn't that what you're looking for in an offensive coordinator? You know, when Snoop says that, we need 2025, we don't need 1985 or whatever, there's a lot, there's a lot of meat on that bone because he is right about that. From a philosophical standpoint, now I said this last night, I watch every down of football in the playoffs. I watch a ton of them in the regular season, but it's impossible to watch every one because games are going on all at the same time. But I watch every down in the playoffs. And if you do that, you see, it's it's just so easy to see how many people are catching the football with space in front of them. How many people are catching the football already running at full speed. You never see that with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, you you just, you don't. You never see that. And there needs to be someone to be able to scheme all of that with the Steelers. So if Art were to call me and ask me that kind of stuff, that's exactly what I say. Give me Clint Kubiak. And look, here's the other part to all of this at 412-928-9370. Just because they get a young up-and-comer, like uh, uh, Jared Johnson or Clint Kubiak or Shane Waldron or whoever you want, right? It, Mike Bobo. I don't know. Whoever. Whoever. Just because they get one of those up-and-comers doesn't mean he's going to be a success. He might fall flat on his face. It could be due to personnel. It could be due to his play calling. It could be a combination of both. It is no guarantee that someone like that is going to come in and have success. I mean, there's no guarantees at all. But at this point in time, with how things have gone so humdrum, so close to the vest, so let's play it and not really open it up, the Steelers owe it to themselves to go in an entirely different direction. They just do. They owe it to themselves to go in it. Like, you could bring it, and a caller earlier brought this up. He wanted Arthur Smith. You know what Arthur Smith's going to do? 
Try to run the football to Najee Harris 42 times a game and throw a couple swing passes here and there and try to throw passes around the scrimmage line. That's what I've been seeing out of the Steelers for their past 50 games. I don't need that. They owe it to themselves, even if they fail, to try things in a totally different direction, to go in a different way than they have been doing things. And that involves an offensive coordinator who schemes to try to get people open. Again, this might all end up being a seven-win season next year with a new offensive coordinator, and everybody here says, see, that's what you wanted. That's what you called for. Young up-and-comer. Guy fell flat on his face. You're never going to know till you try it because what I do know is this. This way ain't working. They can't bring in Alex Van Pelt and expect to get things done. That's not happening. They can't bring in some guy that looks like somebody working in an insurance office and he's 60 years old. And he, Jim Caldwell, much as I love him. They can't bring in Jim Caldwell and have success. That, that, no, that's not happening. It's just, no, don't go in a direction like that. It has to go in a polar opposite direction than one in which they had. Nobody that is... I dare I say it, established or was established and then fell off and was a retread. I hope we weren't dealt a card, a bunch of cards today, and we ended up uh, involving ourselves in a three-card money game. Because when Tomlin says, well, I've got some candidates, I've got some people in mind, if it comes out where it is like Caldwell and some retreads and some guys like that, this city will do a 180 real quick because I think that Mike Tomlin did a little bit of good, a lot of good actually, to get his approval rating back a little bit today. It's all about wins and losses. But we're under the impression after today's press conference that it's going to be in the offensive coordinator. It's going to be one of these young, spry, uh, open it up kind of offensive coordinators. I think everybody's kind of sold on that because he talked about it and said he had some people in mind. But what if it's not one of those guys? What if it's Alex Van Pelt, who, again, I I can't get excited about. Alex Van Pelt has always been the second guy calling the offense. Somebody else has called the offense, and he has been the guy behind him. Alex Van Pelt called an offense, and if I'm not mistaken, they fired a coordinator real close to the season in Buffalo. He called some plays. It was a disaster. He was always the man behind the man. So no thanks on Alex Van Pelt, as great as he was as Pitt's quarterback. No thanks at all. It is incumbent right now, even if it's somewhat for optics, although it really isn't, it is for practical reasons, to get someone totally opposite of what this organization has seemingly ever always done, and that's a young up-and-comer. I'm going to give you a tutorial coming up next, a real-life tutorial on what you need to do tomorrow and how you need to do it. You need to listen next. 412-928-9370 here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, here's your tutorial. Easy for me to say. I just had a mini crackle, and you know how chocolate like binds up the way that you talk. So I need to deal with it as you need to deal with it, I guess, too. Uh, Joel, by the way, um, there's some coaching news before I get into the tutorial. Joel Nelson producing tonight. Big Ten football coaching news. Fill me in, big guy. Yes, sir. So according to ESPN's Pete Thamel, Bill O'Brien, former Patriots offensive coordinator and former head coach at Penn State, is set to become Ohio State's next offensive coordinator. Wow. Okay. So maybe he'll go from one place where they can't beat Michigan to another place where they can't beat Michigan. Bingo. In the Big Ten. <laughs> Pretty much. Good on him. So Bill, I've always found Bill O'Brien to be a pleasant man, though. So good guy. Came in at a time where a school really needed somebody to be a stabilizing force. Absolutely, and he was he was huge for them. Absolutely. Really good guy. Very good guy. Okay, so Bill O'Brien headed to Columbus. Tutorial. Something headed here. Snow. Four-letter word. A lot of people afraid of it. Scared to death of it. Well, it's going to get here, right? Snow is going to get here. Here's your tutorial for tomorrow. You give me a call, though, at 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. And tell me how you do it. But I'm going to offer a tutorial on how I think you should do it. First of all, when the snow falls, let it all fall, or at least three quarters of it. You know the old story about the bull, old bull, young bull, running down the hill, walking down the hill? I'm not going to fill you in the whole thing because I'll get in trouble. But that story... Be the old bull and just saunter down there. You don't need to run out there whenever the snow just starts and think you need to shovel the first couple inches of it. Let it go. Let it fall for a while. That's my number one tip, and that is a big mistake by a lot of people. The snow will still have two, three more hours yet to uh, to keep falling, and you got schleps out there humping it, and you're really not doing anything. Because it's not like it's cement. It's not going to be that heavy. Go ahead and let the snow fall. That's number one. Next, always straight lines and plot a course out. Okay? Survey the scene. Stand out in your driveway or just your sidewalk, whatever you got going on. Have a plan before you go and you start shoveling snow. I.E. straight lines all the time. Whether it's just your sidewalk and you're going straight lines. And also, when you do that, 
try to make the continuous straight line as long as possible. Like, if you're doing a sidewalk, don't go the width-wise. Go a big, long length-wise. Even if it pushes off to the side of the shovel, you're in much better shape than turning around 7 million times and acting like you're some sort of worm or something, snake climbing up a tree. You don't need that. Go long ways as much as you can. So there's that. Next, here's what else you need to do. Be cautious and be aware of where the pads in the concrete are poured so your shovel doesn't jam onto that and then jam into your man area. That sucks. Always be aware of where that is because you could be pushing it and pushing it and just, you know, doing what you got to do and you hit that seam, the shovel abruptly stops, whoop, right into your area. That sucks. No good. Terrible. Awful. Very bad thing. Next, you really don't need, if you do it right, to ever lift and throw snow. You don't. Honestly. No matter how much there is. What you can do, unless you're shoveling this stuff and you have no area of push-off within like 200 feet. If you've got a regular driveway, and you can go width-wise, so that's long enough, you do straight lines, keep it on the shovel until you can just sort of shimmy it right into the yard. You don't ever have to shovel, pick it up, toss it. Shovel, pick it up, toss it. Too much work. You're not shoveling coal into some locomotive. You don't have to do it like that. Let the Essentially, the shovel never leaves the ground. You just push it all the way, tip it forward, bang, right into the grass. That's another thing. Okay, we're getting somewhere. More tips about shoveling snow. And by the way, give me yours at 412-928-9370. But I'm giving you my full plan. So after it all falls, after you plot out where those pads are, where the concrete is poured so you don't give yourself a vasectomy, then also whenever you're doing just the straight lines, all of that kind of stuff. When you get to that point and you're like, all right, I'm getting this done. Straight lines. I'm working through this. When you get it all finished, then you throw the salt. The first time you throw the salt, don't be too over over much with the salt. Just a little, not too much salt. Just be a little bit with the salt. Get just enough. Then stand back and watch how that salt takes course. So many people waste salt. They do. They throw too much out there when you don't need that much. So throw the salt out, or if you have one of those things that you walk and it shoots it out, don't put it on like number 10 where it's wide open. Put it like halfway. Let it shoot out. See what it does. Let it go ahead and do you know do it up. Let it dry it off some. Let it get all the ice off and all of that. After that, you will never need to shovel again if you do it right. You may broom it off, but if you broom off, you risk brooming off some of that salt. But when you do that, let's say you just broom it off, then you just have to throw probably only as much of that salt again Maybe only probably 70% of that little half application that you threw. A big mistake happens where people shovel and they shovel it pretty clear. And then they just put on more salt than PennDOT puts on the turnpike. 
on your driveway. And there is no efficiency in that. You've wasted salt. You're going to have it trampled over or you're going to broom it off or you're going to have to shovel it off again. One of the biggest mistakes in all of this shoveling is a big waste in salt. So take it from me. Don't waste steps. Don't waste salt. Plot a course. Have it. And never waste energy. Don't ever pick up that shovel and throw it over your shoulder like, that's a sound of a man working on a train. You don't you don't got to lift and, and shovel like that. Just push it right off into the grass. Brad's in North Huntington. Brad, I think I may have done a decent job explaining, although you can correct me if you need to. Well, there are a lot of techniques, Colin. And first and foremost, I must applaud you for the Grateful Dead at every intro and out, whatever you call it. Uh, Grateful Dead, best band ever in the history of the world. And keep playing those songs. Love it. Live, better, no studio stuff, please. Yeah, I don't I don't think there is any studio stuff that I got. But anyway, continue. No, you do a good job. Um, but as far as shoveling is concerned, I grew up in Buffalo. And I'm very experienced with shoveling snow. I've seen those 42-inch snows over the course of a couple, you know, day and a half. Uh, the trick is you have to keep up with it, and you can't let it all sit at once. So if you're in the midst of a snowstorm like that, you have to go out periodically and shovel. We don't get that here. We get two to three inches max, typically maybe six. Uh, So what I do is I go straight down the middle of the driveway. I have a normal two-car width driveway, two-car width, two-car deep, straight down the middle of the driveway. Even push a line in the middle of the driveway. You just start from the dri- the garage, and you just start swishing it. And it's just one motion back and forth, and you just kind of swish the snow and push it and th- toss it at the same time. And you go down the driveway, and then you do another push to the side. And by that time, you get it to basically most of the snow that you haven't mushed over the side, uh-huh. you get to the edge, and then you just have a little bit to dump over to the side. You're right. See, it's not really shoveling snow. It's it's shifting and redirecting snow. If you're shoveling Correct. it, you're doing it wrong. You don't shovel it like somebody's digging a ditch. Correct. That's Correct. great. What about the salt application? Am I right about this? Am I getting warm here? You, you get it perfectly clean and then you salt it and but you you don't salt until you until the snow's gone right until you, it stops snowing wait till it stops snowing you salt and you're good yeah I know I got this natural salt that they delivered and I was leery about it I didn't know what it would be like and I'm like it's one of those things they like you know the, the person that comes and aerates the lawn and they want to make sure they don't kill any squirrels and like they all want to make sure the world lives and for you know 10 million more years whatever and they sold me these bags of salt my wife of course was like oh okay great I was real leery about them Brad I put it down it actually did a really good job it does a better job, and it is safe for the plants and safe for the pets. And I'm an experienced gardener, and that's all I would use. I would never use actual salt. Right, like rock salt that turns, like, blue. No, and- <laughs> pro tip, never use rock salt. Always use the magnesium chloride or 
whatever various other chemicals that'll work to minus 15. That's that's the stuff to use. There it you costs go. a little more worth it. It did, and a guy dropped it right off of my front door, so it was great. Uh, you know, I didn't have to go get it. Um, well, I, I look for. I appreciate your call. I look forward to this snow tomorrow. I think it's going to be three or four inches, uh, which is fine, which I could deal with. Not a bad deal at all. Your calls next four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Your snow shoveling tips also. Back into Mike Tomlin. We talk about him. We hear a lot more from him from his media conference. If you're on hold, stay there. I'll get you. I think I went over the perfect snow shoveling tips, but I need some from you as well. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives. Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado, and SunChevy.com. Snow throughout tonight, low 24, two to four inches expected from tonight into Friday afternoon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.